Whenever the, ga- the congregation gathers to hear God's word, there are some whose lives are hanging by a thread. Maybe that thread is their marriage. Maybe that thread is a desperate circumstance. Maybe that thread's a, a financial situation. And for some, the thread has broken. They've lost all hope and they have fallen into despair and hopelessness. If you're not there today, then maybe there was a time in your life when you were. Or maybe there will be a time in your life when you will be. But today, I want to give you a reason for hope in all circumstances. That hope uh, comes to us in many places in Scripture, but I want to highlight Joshua chapter 21, verses 43 through 45. So that passage is up on the screens. So the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give their forefathers, and they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest on every side just as he had sworn to their forefathers. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord handed over all their enemies over to them. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. So I'm going to go back and let's look at verse 43 again. I'm just going to work through that passage bit by bit. So the Lord gave Israel the land, but he did not give it to them on a silver platter. They actually had to fight and conquer the land. And as they did what God said, God gave them power to overcome. And this tells us something about God, that God works in partnership with his people. This world, God gave it to us. And even in the redemption of the world, God became a human. And so he does almost everything in this world through human agency. Uh, Take, for example, how someone comes to faith in Jesus. The Holy Spirit has to regenerate their heart. That's God. But someone has to come alongside and share the gospel. It's a a partnership. Or let's say we're in a a difficult circumstance. God can deliver, but when I've seen God deliver, it's usually because God brought someone else into our life who walked that road with us. Or maybe there was a check that appeared in the mail out of nowhere, but someone put it on someone's heart to write that check. It was God delivering you, but it was God working through the agency of others. I've seen people healed of diseases, but nearly every time that happens, there is someone or many saints praying for that person's healing. Everything God does in this world is through the agency of other people, people who are submitted to him and people who will do as he leads. And so Israel was given the land, but they still had to do 
what God said in order to conquer the land. Now, when we uh, look at 43, we, we also realize that um, that land was given to them as a promise to Abraham. Abraham left his home in Ur. He came to the land of Canaan, and God said to a 75-year-old man who had no descendants, I will give your descendants this land. And over the years, God delivered on his promise. Now, if we look at verse 43 and continue to look at it, it says, and they, that's Israel, took possession of it and settled there. So up until this point in the story, they have taken the major cities of Canaan, they have broken the back of the armies of of Canaan, and they're still, uh, now Joshua disbanded the large army and then told the individual tribes, you know, to clean up the land and uh, get rid of the rest of your opposition, but the land is subdued, subtle in it. And so they settled in cities they did not build. And they ate from trees and vineyards they did not plant. And they drank from wells they did not dig. God gave them rest, but there were still skirmishes that they had to to do battle in. And this tells us that even though Jesus gives us rest, there are still skirmishes that we have to fight in life. Verse 44, God gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their forefathers. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord handed all their enemies over to them. So yes, they were in the land, they're settled in the land, but they're still enemies to overcome. And that tells us that even when we're in a good place, there are hassles and troubles we have to overcome. Verse 45, not one of the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed, every one was fulfilled. So God promised that he would deliver them out of slavery in Egypt, promise fulfilled. God would lead them through the wilderness, promise fulfilled. God would lead them into the promised land, promise fulfilled. God would give them the land, promise fulfilled. All those promises God made to the house of Israel were fulfilled. God keeps his promises to his people, and that includes us, because we are his people in Christ. If you have faith in Christ, you are one of his people, and that means all the promises of God will be fulfilled in your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, we read this. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. That is, Christ fulfills all the promises of God. And in these promises, we have hope and strength. So when you feel like you're all alone and there's no one there for you, you remember the promise of God. I will never leave you or forsake you. Or when bad things happen to you and you wonder if you have come to your ruin, you remember the promise of God in Christ. God works all things together for your good, 
for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. When you feel like your, your sin has isolated you from God and you might be lost forever, when you think that, remember the promise of God in Christ that no one can snatch you out of my hand. When, you've in a bad, when you're in a bad financial situation and you fear maybe you might be on the street, remember the promise of God in Christ. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else you need will be added unto you. When you fear for the future of your children, remember that your children are also his children and because of your faith, they're sanctified. And when you think that your suffering is all there is, remember the promise of God in Christ that the suffering we experience in no wise compares to the glory that will be revealed to us. And even if the prospect for your future is imminent death, we have a promise. Eye has not seen, nor the mind of man conceived, the wonderful things God has prepared for those who love him. So when tough times come, when you feel like your life is hanging by a thread, when you feel like your thread may have even been broken, I want you to hear this. God makes you promises. And all the promises of God are fulfilled. Now, even though we have these great promises, there is still trouble in the world. Paradise was lost. And men and women still sin. And they still disobey God. And this brings misery to us. Our bodies also are fallen. Our chemistry gets out of whack. We get sick. We get old. We eventually die. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. You will. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We also need to be mindful that though God promises us things, the timing is God's, not ours. You know, we want God to come through right away, right? We don't like to wait on God. But God has his plans. God has his promises, and, and we need to be patient. You know, God told Abraham, I'm going to give your descendants this land. 400 years it took to get the land. God said, I'm going to lead you out of Egypt and into the promised land. But when the people got to the edge of the promised land, they doubted the goodness of God. And then back to the wilderness you go for another 40 years. They had to wait 40 years for that promise. And then when they crossed into the promised land by crossing the Jordan with Joshua, the conquest took five years. God makes promises. The promises will be fulfilled. We just grow impatient, thanking God, I want it now. But I want you to have hope, even if you can't see it now. I want you to have hope by 
lifting your eyes and seeing the faithfulness of God and his promises that will come through for you. We can trust the promises of God because God is trustworthy. In order for someone to fill their promises, they have to be a trustworthy person and they have to have the power to fulfill their promises. So, for example, someone asked me a while ago to do their wedding, and I said, yes, of course, I will, and I wrote that in my calendar. And so their wedding was uh, on a 3 o'clock, on a Saturday, and it was 2.30, I already had my suit on, and um, I'm going to drive to church, it's about a 10-minute drive away, and my car had a flat tire. That's the first time I had gone out that day, and it's like, what am I going to do? So I call AAA, right? And AAA says, oh, we'll be there in 40 minutes to an hour. Well, that's not going to work. So then I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to have to change the tire, but I'm already in my suit. So I, I take off my suit, and I get the jack out, and I, I change the tire, but, you know, time's ticking away. And by the time I finally get to church, I'm all sweaty, and I've had to throw my coat back on. I come into the sanctuary all disheveled, 10 minutes late. I was trustworthy, but I did not have the power to prevent a flat tire or to repair it within the time I wanted it repaired. God is trustworthy, and he has the power to pull off whatever he promises. Keep in mind also that God's working in every one of our lives, and a lot of times he's just got to line up people and circumstances to deliver to us what he's promised. So be patient. Have hope. Very often, the line between despair and hope is our focus. If we're looking only at our present circumstances, if that's all we see, if we see and think that it will never be anything different, then we remain in hopelessness. We need the faith to lift up our eyes and see Christ. We need to have the faith to hear some promise from God and to hang on to that promise and keep looking at the promise because we'll always want to look down. But God's always wanting us to look up. And as we focus on the promise we have, hope. And regardless of what circumstance we're in, God says, your future is good. If you are in Christ, your future is eternal, your future is joyful, and your future is glorious. Joshua said to his people when the national conquest of the land was done, not one 
of all of God's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. And for you who are in Christ, I tell you the same. Not one of God's good promises will fail you because we are his. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. I lost my dad this week. And um, I had visited him a week earlier, and while I was tending to him, he said, I've lived an imperfect life. My dad was an outstanding man, but, but he said, I've lived an imperfect life. And I said, Dad, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. And he said, yes. And then the very last words he spoke to me before he slipped into unconsciousness was this. It is better to be with Christ. The promises of God sustained him. The promises of God sustained me. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. I want to finish with a, a story that I heard that took place after the Soviet-Armenia earthquake. It was a major quake. It leveled many buildings. One of the buildings that was leveled was a school for boys. And after the earthquake, a man ran to the school to visit the school because that's where his son was, and that building was reduced to rubble. So the man desperately tried to start moving concrete and rebar, and it was just too big. He asked people to help, but people were preoccupied with their own things. And so he gathered some car jacks and some lumber, and he started to move inch by inch this rubble out of the way. He worked for 24 hours without stop. People were telling him, rest, you know, you got to take a break. But no, he just relentlessly went about trying to remove that rubble. He worked for 48 hours, and people are saying now, hey, it's no use. It's been two days. There's no water. Those kids are, are hopeless. Leave it alone. And, but he kept on working. Three days into the aftermath of the earthquake, he removed one piece of rubble, and there was a, a cavernous space underneath and let some light in and so he heard at that point a voice from the darkness help us the dad shouted his son's name Armand Armand and the voice came back dad well now everyone joined in the efforts and a few hours later they pulled out that man's son and most of his classmates alive from the rubble they asked the boys, how did you have hope to hang on for three days without food or water and in darkness like that? They said, Armand gave us hope. Armand? Yeah, Armand said 
that no matter what his father promised him, that if he was ever in trouble, if he was ever in danger, his dad promised him that he would find him and rescue him. Armand said, my dad has never broken a promise. And so we had hope. Our father has never broken a promise. And therefore we have hope. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that you are the faithful one. Your word is good and true. You have good intentions towards us. You love us. You mean us good, not harm. And you are able to pull off whatever you say. And so we worship you, almighty God. We worship you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Lord, if we are in a a place of hopelessness this morning, or a place of fear or worry, we're going to bring to you that fearful and hopeless thing. We're going to bring it to the feet of Jesus. And Jesus, we're going to ask that you speak to us a word of promise. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Give us a promise. Pray that whatever promise that is, it will resonate with our hearts. And I pray, Lord, that we would hang on to that as your word to us and as a source of our hope. Remind us, Holy Spirit, to keep looking up at Jesus keep hanging on and reminding ourselves of the promise you have spoken. And now, Lord, we will wait patiently for it. As we take our offering, we remember another promise. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse. Test me in this, says the Lord. And see if I will not give you so much blessing you won't be able to contain it. We believe, and so we give. Bless these gifts so that your hope penetrates the city and goes to the ends of the earth. In Jesus' name, amen.